0: has released a new tool to control and build infrastructure from go let's hear more about lingon welcome to a new episode of devsikop talks with me matthias andre and julian lingon what is it yes it's only it's only me that can pr- pronounce it right right in swedish lingon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cool. Tell us more.
1: why, why yeah, would you well, call it, it, it this it's... way
0: I don't know what, what is the English word for uh, this is there
2: one? I think it's link called Ling, yeah, it could, be, uh, could be. in English, but I'm, okay. not, I'm not even sure. So 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 I'm really I'm really bad at naming. But basically it's it, I, I was tired of YAML. I wanted to write things in Go. And I, thought, I thought the purpose and, uh, of, have, of YAML
0: was that everybody hate JSON and then they make YAML to skip JSON.
2: No, yeah, no. the 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 purpose of YAML is to have comments in the <laughs> JSON <laughs> because JSON didn't have comments, so right. people wanted to comment yeah. stuff. And um, I, I think we we gone full circle because I, I just I, it's too many tools. Like I'm dealing with too many tools, too many, you know, YAML manipulations, some configuration language. I need to learn this the edge case all the time and i'm got, I have like millions of lines of yaml yeah. to manage i just i just couldn't do it and i was like okay so it started as a side project i started to convert to to write the type you know you can import the kubernetes type and and fill in the object and then convert that to json and yaml yeah. whatever hmm. and i was like wouldn't it be nice if i could actually do the reverse and I find some tools that more or less do that. They they get you like 99% there. But it
1: was but, calm. I still don't understand what the problem so
2: is. So from, from YAML to oh, Go. Okay. They mm-hmm. want, I wanted to go from YAML to Go. Okay. And it, it's re, it was really an experiment. I was like just playing around, seeing like how how, how we can make this work.
1: And why would you want but to go actually, from YAML to Go?
2: Yeah.
1: Why? what's wrong because yeah i understand what's wrong with yaml YAML? but yeah i understand what's wrong (laughs) with yaml it's fine but like why would you want to go from yaml YAML?
2: and we're talking about yaml for kubernetes
1: right so
2: pod description
1: services yeah exactly it's it
2: it it was it was just for kubernetes Mm -hmm. so the the idea was (sighs) I, w- I would say it's a long process. It, it's kind mm-hmm. of like you know, death by a thousand cuts, mm-hmm. um, where I, I found setup where there is like Helm with customize with Flux with Argo and all of them, all, all mm-hmm. the combination you can think of, and then you know, some people write some Bash script in the middle that does some change, and then there is some JQ, some YQ, some. You know, you you just go crazy. Like I I actually when I after making the that project, I just went and list all the comparison, like why I did not yeah. choose this tool, why I did mm. not go with Plumi, why I did not go with you know customize Helm. And basically, you know, Helm is nice, it's a templating yeah. engine. Now I I I the 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 repo is Volvo Cars slash Lingon yeah. on GitHub, mm-hmm. and there is a file called comparison in there. I see. Um, mm-hmm. all, all, all all the things, and it's like those are not bad tools. That's what I want to to explain. They are really good when you have an application, but I don't manage an application. I manage platforms with an S, mm-hmm. you know, in different cloud, in different you know environment. There, there is like some crazy requirements sometimes. And I'm like, I, I need a level of control that I, I can feel yeah. comfortable with. And I need some really, you know, I, I need to do some weird things sometimes. And yeah. I find that code is actually the a nice way to process data. <laughs> Last time I checked and, you know, everything from Python to TypeScript to all those things, I, I feel like this is going to be hard for me to teach. Sorry. And and so, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote it in Go, it just started there. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I don't claim that this is, I'm sure it's probably for the 0.01% of developers that <laughs> <Right. So laughs> even like, think I've, of doing that.
1: Ju- just, just, just listen to this, Julian. I felt it would be hard to teach. And that's why instead of Python, I
2: wrote it in Go, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah,
2: that, Python doesn't doesn't give you, doesn't give you this, the, the same type yeah. safety as Go. Yeah,
1: it doesn't. But like, like in, in matter of teaching, I, I feel that the Python might be a little bit easier on people than <laughs> go.
2: Yeah, but the, the thing is, and that's the, that's the trick, it's easier when you have a small code base.
1: Hmm.
2: You understand like you, you get started pretty fast. Right. I'm not talking about not case. I'm talking about, hey, we have millions of lines. We mm-hmm. have like three clouds. We have some 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 pretty advanced setup. How, how mm. do we tackle that mm. complexity?
0: Mm.
2: And because the Kubernetes ecosystem is mainly in Go and right. you know, you, I wrote operators are deal with that on the daily basis, it was it was not the, the context switching got reduced mm. extremely because everything is in Go now, and so mm. I, I have the test, I have the tooling, I have the the intelligence, like you know the auto completion, which I find that it's quite but, nice. You know,
0: what you, okay, so and, what and are you just, doing
2: with this tool?
0: In the beginning, you said yeah, working well, work with Java okay. to Go, but now it's a tool for managing platforms so with what, what what is it for?
2: You're talking at the same time at once. Can you give a,
0: as an example of what you're using the tool for?
2: So yeah, so so the importing from YAML to Go is just yeah. step one. Then you you also have the to go from, from yeah. to YAML because you you might want to export. You might have so it's more like a gradual adoption. You don't have to you know bet on on that full you know from the beginning. You can just gradually adopt it yeah. in your code base and just replace some manifest with some go and, or you, you don't even. And so that's one, the one part, the other part is that we also did the same for HCL. So I work with Jacob that was on the podcast previously. And because we, we now have everything in go, we can even automate the things that were never possible before because we are in the same context. So let's say I, I give you an example. We need to do a database migration, not not the kind of things you, you actually want to automate per se, but do it enough time. And you re, you start to see the pattern of the things that, you know, your, your checklist is kind of long, you have to yeah. do this, you have to take a snapshot, you have to, you know, migrate, you have to, you, you want to do something a little bit more fancy, right? And this is where this tool shines because we, we made the, 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 the proof of concept, we create a whole cluster, we create a database, we deploy an application onto the cluster. And the nice thing is because we have this, everything is in Go, we can pass value from the Terraform state to the Kubernetes oh. manifest. So let's say you want to create an yeah. IAM role. It, 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 th- think of it as Pulumi with better support for Go, <laughs> like really. Um, so, and this is where it was interesting for us to do that because we, it's a very thin wrapper on top of Terraform and the Kubernetes yeah. uh, types. And because we have like this, this thin layer, you still need to, to know Terraform, but we work with it all day, every day. So it's okay. You still need to learn Kubernetes, but the fact is that you don't need to change your context. Yeah. So when, when you're working, you're working in, in your editor, in Go. And I, uh, I have to say, we, we didn't expect that, but the the use case that that enables was enough for us to say, this is worth it.
0: I see, I see.
2: Okay, well, let me try to put it in the
1: context plus my head. So in, in the world that I'm living in, for instance, I want to deploy something to Kubernetes, and uh, I, I need to have a Kubernetes first. So I would have the Terraform HCL describing EKS cluster, describing my load balancer for ingress, and blah 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 blah, all the way to the. So we have a Kubernetes running. I have an ingress, and then in a separate folder, I would have my Kubernetes YAMLs. Uh, where I will have the all the manifest description of the application services networking what have you uh and then I will run terraform I will run and apply or customize or something and uh what do you have <laughs> instead of this and what would be the workflow like what would be in the directories like say like I so I, I I don't have my HCL, is it right? I don't have my YAML, is it right? I'm not running Terraform any longer. Like, how can you just explain if I would use Lingon, how this use yes. case would change?
2: So the the first is that you're still using Terraform and you're still using okay. uh, Kubernetes. So it, it's a very thin wrapper, and this is this is why. Um, you know, it's not, it, it won't change your workflow so much, but it will improve your, reduce your connective load, if you like, mm-hmm. because you never change context. But, Whether you are in Terraform or Kubernetes, you, you deal with the, with just object. Some objects are, are Terraform, some objects are Kubernetes. But
1: oh, I, I, still and, you know, I still have my Terraform. I still have my I'm still so, on Terraform, i still run <laughs>
2: Kubectl. Where is it Lingon is on top, it, it just because you still generate your HCL, but then you can automate the fact that you create your terraform. If it's successful, you can extract the state from that. And with the state, you can do more than now just, I understand. You know.
1: So instead of writing bash, you're writing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and so, and the the fact that this is just step one. Like mm-hmm. you, it's such it's so far fetched, but if you deal with infrastructure long enough, this is not something new, you know, it's most big companies have some, you know, language. Think of it as a, you know, Starlark for Bazel. Mm-hmm. It's like a subset of Python. Mm-hmm. The, m- most companies have their own com- configuration language to deal with that kind of things.
1: Right. So, Okay, so now I'm now I'm finding some primitive that I can connect to and build uh, some parallel lines. Okay, so basically instead of so what I would have is a, is a, like the bash is you have a file and then you have a bash interpreter that runs the file, so the script. And here I have kind of, yeah. a link that is a library, right? Yes. So I, I would write so we, we a Go, provide... program, and then I the link lingo library in there and it provides me this.
2: Yeah. So one, once you're there, once you, you understand what, you know, you can write Go and convert that to Terraform HCL and execute the HCL and get the state back into a Go a Go type, a Go struct mm-hmm. that you contains the value of your state. You can do, you can, uh, it allows for very much all the automation you need. Mm-hmm. The kicker is really that because you have that state now in a variable,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you can store it somewhere. You can store mm-hmm. it in the database. You can do analytics on that database. Um, on top of that, because you write in Go, nothing prevents you to create your own abstraction. So what you do is instead of having to, fight the language you know like those weird things that you have to do in we, before like terraform the from, from mm. one mm. we we had to do some crazy things about for loops and and those mm. things and now that it, it kind of got there i feel it's better but still right. there, there is like this you know this abstract you, you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel so much mm. and so that's where you're i would say it's such a long journey that we took to on the to to reach there i'm i'm sure it's like i have a doubt this project will get famous that's what i mean it, it's right. it's more like we did it for us and we mm. had the opportunity to open source it mm. because th- this is what we we're, we're going to use to manage the all the platforms that we have mm. and the reason it's nice is because it doesn't force you into the tool Okay. You're still free to use YAML. You're still free to use Terraform. It's a very thin wrapper. It's it's just a library. So it's a bunch of APIs that you can call mm. to automate whatever you need. Right, so
1: if it's a library, and, there, and now that I'm trying to draw a different panel online. So we have uh, a TerraGround, for instance, which is exactly. wrapped around Terraform, which kind of solves some of the Terraform shortcomings and adds additional features like pre-hooks and after-hooks and what have you. All like look up in uh, different states and so on and so on. Uh, but that one links Terraform together in the Inter1 tool. In your case, you're providing a library and, and how would you run Terraform? Would you just like shell exactly oh, Terraform?
2: Out. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: And then yeah. wait for for, and then you store state locally, or like you start the S3 or somewhere, and then you just import so you, you, that It's back the same
2: like... as Terraform, really. We mm-hmm. we just we just write the HCL in Go with you know we generate all the type from the provider, mm. so that you know that process is. is very much the same as all the other infrastructure's tool. Mm-hmm. We we extract those types. We we make them, you know, go like, and That's we make sure like that f- we go.
1: fancy fancy make file with uh, understanding of infrastructure is core that is.
2: Yeah, and I, I would say it it's so so difficult to explain because, hmm. you know, people wonder why you do that to yourself. And then mm-hmm. I show them, it's mm-hmm. like, look, you, you see that use case that you only that would take you years to actually automate and a lot of you know code and patching and making sure you don't deserve, like this is included.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's really just a little bit more lines of go to store the state in the database. It's just mm-hmm. a little bit more lines to make a check, making sure that two Kubernetes manifest have you know, the, the the name match or those kind of hmm. thing.
1: All right. Philosophical question. Um, yeah. I, I feel that main problem here is bridging two worlds, like stuff that you describe with Terraform, right? That will be your underlying infrastructure. And then the stuff that lives inside Kubernetes cluster. So you're kind of trying to bridge them into the same context so you could uh, refer to things more freely and uh, Mm. i could see like you are in in the middle and i could see extremes in this way so for instance you might be a person who is uh, like a, a terraform person and he is who uses terraform for everything and then instead of using customize and what have you, you would just use Terraform provider for Kubernetes and you would describe all the Kubernetes stuff in uh, your Terraform spec. And then you could have humongous Terraform specification where you first create Kubernetes cluster and then everything and then you start describing Things as objects within Kubernetes, but quite often Terraform, like you need to have a couple of runs because you first need to have a cluster, then you need to set like a authentication pre- so you get like the cluster and pull you get the certificate so you can start calling it because you cannot initialize the Terraform provider just yet since you don't have a cluster, so you cannot do it in one go and you still will be separated between two, two you will have. You would have to do target, right, and to create the first thing and the second thing because you cannot initialize provided properly. Or you could be on another extreme where you are a Kubernetes guy and you say, "Screw all those Terraform people! I'm just gonna do everything in Kubernetes, and I'm gonna have manifest for my cloud infrastructure. And then I will have something like, what was the name? It has a pop as a as a as an icon." Uh, come <laughs> compre- compromise. Compre- compre- what was it like? GitOps for the info. It... it's like a githops-ish thing for AWS. Ooh, it starts
2: with no it idea. starts
1: with C and has lily pop as <laughs> <That's> a picture, <laughs> like something like <laughs> compromise. Ah, uh, basically, is it... no, 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 no. It's it's Carpenter's K and That's like C. Yeah, yeah, right. Any, anyhow, there is a thing that us uh, do it. And uh, it, you basically describe your YAML and you have three buckets there and it will go and create it for you. So you never touch you never touch Terraform, right? So and then you have everything in your YAMLs, but then it's even harder to automate with the YAMLs, right? Like Terraform mm-hmm. is actually not that bad because you could have like loops and stuff. Like and YAML gets you as, as far as like maybe having uncooked or something like that. And I don't even think that the Kubernetes supports like imports and like you could have, a, you know, columns there. So, yeah, here you are in the middle.
2: I would say that, you know, my frustration with YAML and, and HCL was not was not the feature in the language. It's more like I want to do something. And let's say you, you want to replace um, some, some string in YAML, well, you, you know, or you want to combine two files, suddenly, you, you need another yeah. tool, you, or, or, you know, you, you're in some version of customize, and they support this feature, but somehow in production is like this other feature, or the pipeline is, and everything becomes like, it's the addition of all those little details that makes it painful, and the debugging experience is really, really hard. Like, you need to know those tools mm-hmm. so well. And this is where, I, I come from a software engineering background, and this was, you know what, we, we are calling APIs. Why, don't, why do not we keep dealing with text files all the time with some light syntax? And so this is where, you know, it, it was an experiment, really we we just started and we went as far as when i converted some of the manifest from the production we have i found mistakes that are screaming when you read code but nobody could have ever read that in the yaml file but because in 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 the code you organize things differently as you would in a you know, in a program, you, you, argue, you think about code, you, you don't think about data. And so you, you think of the process of how you build your object. And you think of your abstraction, like, what makes sense? What is going to change often? What is not? What do I want to make sure it's there? And, and suddenly, you have this control over whatever you publish. And so th- this is where really, like, it's a process. It's really like a, a, a mentality mm-hmm. shift of, hey, we, we're not going to deal with text files anymore. We are going to actually build a software. you know, our, our deployment, our, our binary. Like we deploy with a binary and we pass a flag. One is plan, the other is apply. <laughs> do, do you know where that comes from? And mm-hmm. you, you understand, like one runs automatically? And we, we have some metrics, we, we know how many times it fails. It's quite uh it, it's quite uh you have so much more visibility into what you're doing. And that is not something I can quantify.
1: That thing with Lillipop is a
2: crossplane. Oh cross plane. A cross so plane, yeah. you you know cross plane, okay. So cross, no, I, I'm, I'm, not say, I'm not
1: saying that people should use it. It has its own shortcomings, but I'm just saying that I, I just was trying to remember the name and uh, I, I, I I, found a way to figure it out.
2: So, you know, it's, it's like an amazing project. I think the amount of engineering that has gone into that hmm. is insane. Like hmm. I, I was really impressed. So, my problem is that you need a Kubernetes cluster, Yeah. you need a master master cluster for that. My problem with that is you need tooling, for tooling. to actually see when something goes wrong, because you just apply the manifest, and then you wait, and your thing is <laughs> not there. And then mm-hmm. you have to, again, go onto, you know, kubectl and logs and seeing, like, listening to events, and I had like four terminal just watching for stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be a way, yeah,
1: the fun, you know? fun I, and funniest thing with crossplay, go try delete non empty S3 bucket with crossplay. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and it's those little use cases. I'm like, why, I, you know, I can write the code to do that. Why am I not allowed to? And so I have no hook. I have no way to, to go further to, to make mm. it my use case mm. and say, like, look, I know it's crazy, but guess what? I didn't come up with this. No. I have to make it work. How do I do? And this is really where it's like, hey, I'd rather write the code hmm. and own this than yeah. actually going through the half big documentation of these brand new <laughs> shiny tools right. Then and, and then passing my life on Stack Overflow and, and those things. It's more like, hey, I'm, I'm a software engineer. I'm going to attack that as a software engineering problem. There are some APIs. I have some data how do i connect them but, but, and, and this is where yeah but how,
0: how do you see what's the next goal then for for your tooling on here where it's going to be your next yeah so basically we, Are, is it done?
2: There, there is not really a, a milestone it's more like you yeah. per use cases so that's why we made it a library and not a, a tool mm. or a platform or something it's more like you, you, use it if it, if you find that useful. I have mm-hmm. a doubt that we made a, we made an example. So we made a platform where you you know you create the VPC, you create the the roles, you create the EKS cluster, you deploy Carpenter for auto scaling. Then we deploy Grafana on it. We deploy an RDS. We connect Grafana with that RDS. Then we migrate the RDS. So we take a snapshot mm-hmm. of the of the database. We create mm-hmm. a new database. We restore a snapshot and everything is in code mm. and you know what you define when you have to think about what does that error means? What does that mean if this step fails? Mm. You know, And suddenly you're you, you asking the, the, the question at the level of the, what what is the process look like and not how do I make that work in that language with that tool in that yeah. environment, you understand mm. you, you, you're in a different level of abstraction. It allows you it frees you from the tool and just say, hey, if I need to call the AWS SDK or the Google SDK or the Azure SDK on the side and change the authentication in flight, I Mm. can do that now. Mm. I don't have to set up different project with different authentication. I can like, hey, if I want to have one role per execution, I can do that. It's Mm. it's complicated, but it, it allows me to do that. And the thing is, I have to authenticate to so many providers to get things done because it's different team, different people, different responsibility, different access, right? So some of them are just read-only, some of them are full admin and should be, you know, taken care of. And so th- this is where like it, it, it's more like the spectrum of things that <laughs> I need to integrate with. No tool allowed me to do that in a in sane manner. And so the, the, at the end, it's more like, hey, th- there is nothing else. I have to write my own tool, but I don't want to write my own tool. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I was like, Terraform is kind of good. Uh, Kubernetes is kind of like very widespread. If if we can automate those two, it's already already good. And then I find out that because I, I have a, a struct with all my manifest, so mm-hmm. I have like Let's say I want to deploy Tecton. I have my namespace. I have you know, the webhooks, and everything is into one struct. And I was like, you know what would be nice? If I can put the, ter- the Prometheus alerts in that struct and apply them directly. And you know what? What if I can put the CI there as well? Mm-hmm. So I can make like first make sure the CI is actually yeah. the CI of the application that I'm deploying, and then make sure that in production, once it's deployed, then I can make actually a smoke test and test if the application is actually healthy automatically without me having to watch the monitor for 20 minutes. And so this is where it's, it's just automating my life mm. <laughs> to, to free me and being able to solve more interesting problem than, you know, oh this language doesn't support or oh, this tool doesn't support this use case, how do I make it work? Mm.
1: I'm just thinking like your life would be so much easier if you just don't use Kubernetes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's like we, we can all, you know, go, go live in the forest and tend to sheep or uh, something. No. <laughs> <laughs> there,
1: there are other things outside of, you know, Kubernetes as well. Like, I'm just like dealing, like, oh. I'm mostly dealing with ECS. Um, I don't have this problem. I don't have. Two different contexts. I have one like AWS, everything within AWS, everything managed within Terraform. It's the same IP, uh, the I, same authentication. So just screw Kubernetes, screw multi cloud, stick with one cloud. Yeah. Do whatever is native there. And
2: oh, amen. Your amen. You're preaching <laughs> to the choir. You know, I like this is it's not by choice that I make those things. You know, it's more like, hey, you know what, I, I have some time. <laughs> what no. if? No. <laughs> it, no. Well, it's no, 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 hold on, hold on. But
1: I have no choice. Let's talk about choices. Here is consultant Julian talking to his prospect customer and asking them, like, what are you using? I do And like, Kubernetes. <laughs> and, then, and then you have a choice. <laughs> You can walk out of the contract and say sorry i don't work with that technology bye-bye <laughs> or you can say like fine yeah yeah no, it's,
2: it's, i i i'm
1: gonna can, go I go go gonna go take this contract and spend my day f- days writing uh, up obscure golang with utility <laughs> to cross between the context this is a choice
2: yeah for sure for sure i I can sell hot dogs on the street as well. You know, it's uh, another yeah, like choice. You can do whatever you want. You're free in your life. Here is more like my, my I didn't know how to solve that task any other way. So mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to come up with a better solution than that.
0: <laughs> so now, so this, so, so now, Void Boccars can get rid of you.
2: Know, Wolf, Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> you asked me why, why Lingon, and that's mm. interesting because I was really. This was definitely not my first choice. At first, I wanted to call it Chlamydia with a K because, okay. you know, it, it's something that if you fool around with Kubernetes long enough, that's what you're going to get. Hmm. And, and that's really the the, the, the baseline. That, that's the idea. It, it didn't come from a place where it would be cool to have that. It's more like this is exactly something that you, you end up there, whether you want it or not, when you have way too many things, some crazy setup that you need to take care of and you can going to get uh, that through the vulnerable board. Just... Have... <laughs> no, but like they they you, made if... me change before I release yeah, it yeah. open source.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you try, if try Lincoln, so that... I mean, it's like really nice to taste it, taste right? like it burry itself, like it was golden. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, yeah, the new one is very testy. Very, I, and, you know, it's more like finding a name. I, I was like, I don't care. I, I wasn't even ready to open source it. I was like, hey, this, this is for me to deal mm. with that. So, but they convinced me, like with Jacob, we, we talked about it a lot. It's like, yeah, actually it, w- it would be kind of useful mm. because it doesn't really, it's not that big of a deal. It, it's mm. not a big tool, you know, it's, it's really just a small library that you can plug it to your code. When you're dealing with infrastructure,
1: mm. yeah, I'm just thinking about Volvo cars and then Julian leaving and then they struggling to find anyone else. Yeah, it'll, it'll be there maintain that. Yeah.
2: It's actually, you know, the the Go code is actually pretty easy to understand. Mm. There, there is not much to it. You you have like a few functions. So the one it's import. So if you mm. want to import the Kubernetes YAML into Go there is one that is export if you want the the go to go to yaml there is one that is export for terraform mm-hmm. and then for terraform there is some extra like you know apply plan mm-hmm. and load state or something like that I don't even mm-hmm. remember but it's like mm-hmm. when, when you when you you have to do a t- terraform show and that mm-hmm. will actually print the state and we we parse that and and load it into the mm-hmm. the struct so okay. to get it Mm, now so the, the, there is not that much complexity. So actually,
1: this library basically provides those primitives to get everything yeah. into, uh, into variables and into memory so you could start massaging it yeah, in a so way you yeah. need.
2: Exactly. So you can adopt it progressively. You don't need this mm. big bang thing. Mm. Uh, it's more like, hey, I have this really complicated use case there. Maybe mm. Lingon is something that can right. relieve you. It's like a, a escape hatch. I, I've seen in many languages, I'm talking like you know those languages that they use for front-end or on the JVM, they, they right. build another language on top of that. If they don't provide an escape hatch, that language die hmm. a miserable death. Right. You need to be able to integrate with the platform you, you're building hmm. on. And because it's the same with, you know, with assembly. At so, some language, you need to be able to bind to C or some low-level thing, hmm. even if it's hard. You know, you, you you need that. And the language you don't have that, they, they don't live very long because people are like, I'm stuck. I cannot do this crazy thing that I'm supposed to do because computers.
1: Yeah.
2: And so th- this is where I, I took very much the approach of, hey, let's let's make it small, but good, you know, do, mm-hmm. do one thing and one thing well. So you can import CRDs as well. So, you know, I try with Istio and mm-hmm. it gave me a lot of it's a high bar to reach, but like Knative, yeah. um, you know, all, all those big projects, basically, you can just hook the type and it will be converted to Go struct. Mm. It's
1: an interesting thought
0: experience. Yes, yes.
1: Cool, but I can't wait out of
0: time. Yeah. Yes, we are. Good, Julian, to have right. you go through your. Thank you for yeah, sharing.
2: Yeah, welcome. I let me know if you find it useful or if you don't like something. I'm. I'm not... It's a quite a narrow, narrow use case, but um, it, it can save you.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I'm outside of the target group. <laughs>
2: yeah. exactly. Lucky you. Lucky you.
0: Yeah. And for that to say, thanks for tuning in.
1: Bye. You have been listening to the DevSecOps podcast with Matthias, André, and Julian. For more podcast and notes, go to the webpage devsecops.fm. Thanks for tuning in.